Welcome everyone. This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast. What we do on this podcast, as many of you know, is we explore how to stage an epic comeback and to build a fantastic life in the wake of a life-shattering experience, most specifically divorce, illness, loss, and I have recently added the life-shattering experience of a pandemic. And today, <laughs> and today I am I am honored, I am excited, I am happy, and very, very just thrilled to have with me uh, my guest today. Her name is Susan Guthrie. Susan Guthrie, I am going to, I'm going to introduce you because as I mentioned, I want to rave about what a rock star you are. So Susan is a rock star. She is a nationally recognized family law attorney and family law mediator in the United States. She has spent about 30 years helping individuals and families to navigate separation, to navigate divorce. She's also a pioneer, I might even say the pioneer in online mediation. So Susan trains not only folks who are not yet divorce mediators to become divorce mediators, but she also trains um, attorneys and others who are already family law mediators to become online family law mediators. Um, Susan is on the Executive Council of the American Bar Association Section of Dispute Resolution. She's the co-chair of the Mediation Committee in that section. In that section. Susan is a, a veteran podcaster. She's now had at least two podcasts that are, podcasts that are, that are focused on divorce, and they have reached a combined 4 million listeners. Her current podcast is called the Divorce and Beyond Podcast. I myself will admit that I have had the honor of being on Susan's podcast and it's fantastic. I, I love every episode that I listen to. Uh, Susan has been featured on CNBC, in Forbes, uh, the ABA's Just Resolutions Magazine and more. Susan, thank you so much for being with me on the Epic Comeback Podcast. Nikki, thank you. I'm so honored to be here and it's it's just wonderful. You, you know how much I love the epic comeback. So to be a part of it with you today is, is very exciting for me. So thank you. It's my pleasure, Susan. What I would, one of the things that I would like to focus on, I'm going to go kind of off of my script. I usually ask basically the same questions of my guests, but I have a few questions that I'm just, I'm, I'm dying to ask you specifically, Susan. And many of our, many of my listeners who are listening to this episode right now have gone through or are in the midst of going through a high conflict divorce. And as you very well know, a high conflict divorce, it costs a lot. It takes a long time and it involves a ridiculous often amount of tension, conflict, fighting, and lots and lots of absolute life-shattering caca. And what I would like to hear from... Well described. (laughs) Yeah, I like to use the word caca. You know, it's it's just, it's so much, it's almost like gentler than trauma. Well, and it gets the job done. It's descriptive and and sort of spot on. So good job. Thank you. Thank you. What I would like to, to, to ask you is, is it possible and how is it possible to mediate a high conflict situation, particularly one that involves one or more high conflict personalities, which, you know, particularly we're talking about personality disorders. We're talking about sociopaths. We're talking about folks with borderline personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder. How do you mediate that stuff? You know, uh, it's sort of a common myth, right, that you cannot 
mediate high conflict. So I'm, I'm really thrilled that you asked me that question because what I want those who are listening, who are going through a high conflict divorce to hear is that it absolutely is possible to mediate a high conflict divorce. And in fact, there are many reasons why for you, the victim of that type of abuse, it is actually a better way to get through the process. Because very often, as I'm, I know you've seen and I'm sure you've spoken about on the show, the litigation process is turned into just one more weapon that the high conflict personality will use against the other party. They will file motion after motion. They will fail to give uh, production. They will, for what, whatever they can do, they yes. will drag that process out and bury it in money and time and effort. So mediation is actually, I mean, if you speak to Bill Eddy, who's kind of the holy grail of high conflict divorce, Bill yes. Eddy will say, you know, of course you should, the biggest favor you will do yourself and that, you know, is out there for um, a high conflict divorce is to get it into mediation because in mediation, the, as long as you have, I, you asked the secret, I'll tell you the secret. It is finding an experienced mediator yes. who knows how to deal with, recognize and deal with that high conflict personality or personalities. Um, but there are a lot of mediators out there who are experienced, who do know what uh, they're dealing with when they're dealing with that high conflict spouse. Bill Eddy's program through the High Conflict Institute is training mediators all the time. It, that's a great place to start if you're looking for a high conflict mediator. And most of those mediators are now online, as, as you mentioned, and we'll talk about, so they can work with people all over. Um, but that is a really key component is that by getting the person's buy-in, by getting the high conflict personalities person's buy-in into the mediation process. That is what starts by getting them to the table. That is what starts moving them forward through a process in a way that they're not as able to manipulate it the way that they did when they can do that in a courtroom because there's no one really putting a lot of control on it. In mediation, it's their own desire to be in mediation that keeps them at the table and keeps them having to comply with what's going on and move it forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can, I can understand. I can see that. Do you, for clients, do you recommend that if they are mediating their high conflict divorce, that they have an advocate, um, that they have a, an attorney with whom they're consulting someone because there's, I went through myself, I went through a high conflict divorce and I really felt at that time that it was absolutely necessary I ended up, I ended up in, in litigation and we settled out of court, but we, we went to one mediation session and it blew up. And, and I really felt during that process that I needed to have someone in the process who was my advocate, who was unquestionably my advocate. And a mediator, of course, cannot be the advocate of one of the parties that are involved in the, in the divorce. So what are your thoughts on that? I couldn't agree with you more. So okay. here is the thing, and this is the real key component to mediating a high conflict divorce. And it's not what people think it is. It is not as much about the high conflict personality as it is about the other person. That person must, absolutely must have a support team going into the mediation process for it to be successful. 
You can have the best mediator in the world, but if the person who is in the high conflict relationship does not have the support to help them through the process, and I'll tell you the few different ways that's needed, it is not going to work because they are going to fall out of the process or something the way the process will drag out will will drive everyone out of the process. So I actually recommend an attorney who understands high conflict personalities, also who understands mediation mm-hmm. to support that person, as well as a coach, a coach who understands high conflict personalities mm-hmm. and what a high conflict mediation looks like, because a real key to all of this, and I can tell you this as a mediator who has mediated high conflict cases, The mediator walks a very fine line in the mediation process of keeping the both parties engaged. We have to keep the party who's feeling abused at the table, feeling supported, feeling like they can deal with what's coming at them. But we also have to keep the high conflict personality at the table. And that means in many cases, although one of the parties might be looking at the mediator to smack down the other party and tell them they're doing something wrong, what is that going to do other than alienate that party and push them out of the mediation? So we walk a tightrope of having to support both parties. And if the person who's dealing with the high conflict personality doesn't understand that, they will feel the mediator is siding with the high conflict personality or not doing their job, and they will actually pull out of the mediation process. Absolutely, which is why it's important to have a coach, a coach and an attorney who are supporting you and who are saying, hey, when, when your mediator is doing this and when your mediator is seeming perhaps to support or encourage the high conflict personality, what they're actually doing is they're keeping this person come to, coming to the table and perhaps perhaps helping this high conflict person feel like they're winning in some way. Right. Well, and you know, right, the, the number one way to work, I'll call it, with a high conflict, with a narcissistic personality is for them to feel like what is happening is what they want. Yes. And and I'm not talking about manipulation, but I am talking about managing. And if you make it adversarial for them, then their first instinct is to resist. It's not going their way and they're going to pull out. I'm not saying kowtow to them. I'm not saying give in to them. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's a very minute dance that you have to make. And the person who needs the support also needs to understand what's happening. Yes. Um, and, and so it's really critical because the mediator can't turn to one of the parties and go, I know he, he or she is kind of being a jerk or is being this or being that right now, but I really can't smack them down that hard. I have to, you know, I have to support both of you equally. And so it, it's really, if that person's not supported, it's it's just not going to work. So one of my, when I've been doing high conflict mediations, you know, I am always encouraging that at least one of the parties, the one we know, you know, the one who needs the support, but, you know, have some coaching. I I really think it's critical or, and I think that's critical for a litigated case as well, by the way, Um, because the thing that bogs down a a high conflict divorce in many ways is the emotional content of the person who's being abused, not the, the actual abuse. It's the, that, that circling the drain just over and over and over again, or the hamster wheel of the the behaviors 
that both parties go through. If you can't break that cycle and just, you know, move on for yourself, then, you know, you're not going to move forward no matter what method you're going through the divorce. Certainly. This is all so valuable. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're somebody who, who is either going through or anticipating going through a high conflict divorce, just sort of a little bit of a summary, it is absolutely possible and could very much, very much be to your advantage to go the mediation route. If you do go to go the mediation route, make sure that all of the people involved, not only your mediator, but also your support team, your attorney, your coach, are highly educated on the high conflict mediation process and on high conflict personalities and those dynamics. So what I'm hearing from you, Susan, is that education and awareness, like really the education, the very specific specialty of the professionals you're working with is paramount. It really is. And, and their ability to explain it to you, right? Find yeah. someone who's going to coach you, who's going to help you, who can explain the, the the dynamics of all of this to you. You know, Bill Eddy is the one who always says, you're never going to change your narcissist, but you can learn to manage them. But the way you learn to manage that is you're really learning to manage the relationship. And the way you do that is through your own reaction and your own, you can control your side of the street, right? And it's when you let go of the idea that you're going to in some way control them or make, you know, institute change on their side of the street, that's when your freedom starts. Um, and so it's so important for people. And the coach, I just, coaches are among, you know, truly good high conflict coach is your key to freedom mm -hmm. uh, in any way that you go through this. And I truly believe, I'm not a high conflict coach, but trust me, I, I am a huge fan and believer. So yeah. that would be my first and, and foremost uh, tip for people if they're facing this. Thank you for that. That's great. I'd like to, to turn now a bit to online mediation. What are some of the advantages of online mediation, which, which is not super, super new, but it's pretty new, especially during quarantine, the times when courts have been closed and when really there aren't any, there aren't other options. And so one of the things that I've seen as a trend is that people who otherwise would be litigating are actually coming up, coming across, let's say even post post-divorce issues that simply will not be resolved because they're timely, let's say having to do with school or co-parenting issues or whatever. And rather than kind of going, going back into traditional litigation, they're working with mediators, perhaps even for the first time. What, what are some of the advantages of online mediation in a, especially in a high conflict situation? Yeah, it, you know, uh, online mediation is perfectly suited for high conflict mediation. Um, because, you know, putting aside things like COVID and social distancing and obvious advantages like, uh, you know, convenience, obviously, you don't have to go sit in traffic, you don't have to go sit in some stranger's office, that sort of thing. But there are a few components of the online platform that actually make it ideal for a high conflict divorce mediation or anything where you have to be dealing with your high conflict spouse. The first one is that distance. You are physically remote from the person that you are having to have difficult conversations with. So at any level of conflict, that reduces your, your level of stress hormone. I mean, it's actually a, a physiological phenomenon that your brain will at release less cortisol, less adrenaline, less of your stress hormones. 
than it would if you were sitting at a table in a conference room together, right? There's sure. just that ease of that. But you still have the advantage of communicating face, what I'll call face-to-face. -face. Right now, you and I are online. We can see each other. 55% yes. of communication is our facial expressions. 35% is actually the inflection in our voice or our tone. It's only 7% of the actual words that we say. Wow. So, right? So, I wow. mean, this is actually perfectly suited if you have a good camera and can see the person's face there's actually a focus on the face mm -hmm. and with a microphone or good audio you're hearing the tonal inflections yes. so you have that the other thing that is extremely helpful there are two more one that's really helpful for high conflict is that instead of sitting in some stranger's conference room with law books on the wall or whatever you can sit on your couch in your home with your dog and yeah. be in an emotionally comfortable place for yourself. Just think about the difference there. Right. You can, can be wearing like your PJ bottoms, like your pajama bottoms. <laughs> you can be wearing your entire PJs if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I will tell you a vast number of my online mediation clients over the years have been on the couch with the dog. That is a very popular place but the, the emotional content of that sitting, you know, sitting in traffic, getting to some stranger's office, sitting in a room with your soon to be ex in some, you know, some boardroom or in some conference room or in your home. I mean, that's just a very positive thing. And then for the truly high conflict or violent cases, cases with DV, domestic violence, or other issues, yeah. you can actually have people be in places where it, their, their location is not identifiable. I'm using in our, if people are seeing the video here, we have, I have a virtual background. Nobody knows where I am right, right now. And so you can have a victim. I've actually mediated domestic violence cases. You don't want the alleged perpetrator to know where the victim is. Usually they're in a shelter or, or something. So we want them to be in a place and there's safety in that sure. as well. So those are probably the top. I mean, there are a myriad of reasons why I switched to an online practice several years ago. Um, it's become, as you said, very popular in the last seven months. And in fact, most mediators and arbitrators have moved online, but I've been doing it for a long time because of these reasons. I honestly feel like in many ways it provides a better experience for the client. And, and that's, I mean, this is a service we are providing for people at that's a right. very difficult time in their lives. So why not do it in this format that works so well for them? That's right. That's right. That's huge. Absolutely huge to be, to be client focused and to be consumer focused about it. And you're saying that online mediation is sort of counter to what a lot of people would kind of instinctively say, well, you have to be in the same room and you got to be able to you know, to, to shake hands and all that. Well, you know, not everybody is able to shake hands with somebody they're in the process of divorcing. Not everyone you know? wants to, right? No. And some yeah. people are terrified of the person they're, they're divorcing, you know, for, for different reasons. So, so this is just incredibly helpful. Susan, I'd love to, I'd love to ask you now, I mean, really the essence of this podcast is to, is to provide not only information, but also kind of hope and encouragement to people who are who are in the midst of the caca to people who are, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm a listener and I'm in the midst of a high conflict divorce and I have no idea how I'm going to get to the other side of this. 
And I'd love to ask you, what are some words of advice or encouragement or motivation or inspiration that you'd like to offer that listener right now? You know, one, I've been through it with many, many people and you will get to the other side. I would say in my experience, the key component for you, for the person you just described who's listening, is that the, the, the change happens, the steps toward freedom happen when you realize that the other person will not be changing and nothing that you can do, nothing that you can say is going to alter that. And so for you, what you need to do is do what's right for you, manage what you can on your side of the fence and move on. Um, you know, there's, there's in every case that I've ever had with a high conflict component, the, the person who's dealing with the high conflict personality will write these, to use your word, epic emails that are like 15 page epistles to yeah. the high conflict personality of facts and reason and research. And if you would just, and can't you realize that you're doing this and our kids would be better off if you would. And then they spend days and hours putting these together, thinking that maybe this one time it's going to change something. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, all that keeps you doing is running around on that hamster wheel of the, of the cycle, and you are never going to break free from it. Um, it's when you realize that that isn't going to, to ever change things and that all you can do is control your response to their behaviors that your freedom starts. And, and it's a true freedom. It really is. It really is. It really is. If I could rewind right now, I'm going to ask listeners to rewind. Go, go right back to, to that. Go right back to Susan's answer to that question, because um, not only do I agree with you a thousand percent, also was true in my own case, um, my own situation, my own life. And that really truly is the opportunity the opportunity in divorce, I am not advocating divorce, but an opportunity in divorce is freedom, liberation from a situation that has been unsustainable, not only for you, but also for your children mm -hmm. and for your family and everything else. So um, Susan, I'm so grateful for the work that you do and grateful to also to you for training so many people to be able to do what you do. And um, I wanted to ask one more question of you, which is since we are all about being epic on this podcast, what is something epic that is happening in your life or career right now? Wow. Well, I would say the most, for me, it's it's an honor that I, um, I currently, um, right now, I've just partnered with Forrest Woody Mostyn. Um, for those of us in the mediation world, Woody is kind of the, the legend in the field. And he yeah. reached out to me recently. We've been friends and colleagues for a while, but he reached out to me recently and asked me to be his training partner. Um, and so we are forming the Mostyn Guthrie Academy to bring really high level trainings to mediators to help them help people. And the honor of that for me to work with Woody, that he came to me 
um, truly is, is a, um, a highlight of my entire life. So I'm very excited. We just had our first 40 hour training and we're going to be doing an advanced one next month. So it, it, for me, this is truly one of the most exciting things. That's wonderful. Congratulations. That is the ultimate. I've heard of Woody too, like the grand poobah, the founding exactly. father. <laughs> That's <All> exactly <laughs> the grand poobah of mediation. That's, so. That's incredible, Susan. That's really, really wonderful. Really, really great. And uh, last thing, where can we find you online? How can we learn more about your work um, and more about mediation and more about mediation training, et cetera? So my the two main websites are learntomediateonline.com, which is my training um, platform. And that's where I started teaching other mediators how to mediate do their cases online. Um, and we're also just launching mostinguthrie.com, which will be the those mediation trainings that I'm doing with Woody. Um, and then there's divorceandbeyondpod.com, which is the Divorce um, and Beyond Podcasts website where you can find not only the episodes, but the videos and other, um, other resources. I'm going to be launching a membership component shortly uh, with some other content for people that helps uh, people with some of my experts. Uh, so it'll be, it'll, should be an exciting launch soon. Wonderful. Everything's going on. Go yeah. 2020. <laughs> yeah, I know. Might as well turn it into something good, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Susan, thank you again for being my guest. Wonderful to, to chat with you. Always is. Oh, Nikki, thank you. It's really an honor. Awesome. So everyone, this is Nikki Bruno with Susan Guthrie on the Epic Comeback podcast. For more information about staging an epic comeback in your life beyond a life-shattering experience, please visit theepiccomeback.com.